Welcome back to the Becoming Conscious podcast. I'm your host, Ethan. And today we're going to be talking about manipulation versus honesty and how this relates to our relationships and how we're showing up in our relationships, um, how becoming conscious of the places from which we're communicating from can actually increase our well-being, increase our joy, increase our feeling of connectedness, of being seen and heard, can free up a lot of energy in our lives to so that we can expend it on more transformative goals and less uh, survival-oriented goals. So that's going to be the topic of today's conversation. Um, so let's dive right into it. The core tenet in this episode is that we all are manipulative in some way, shape, and form, whether we realize it or not. If you don't think that you engage in any sort of manipulation, think again, you do. Um, Obviously, there are very gross, large forms of manipulation in relationships um, that may you may or may not engage with. That's not what I'm really going to be focusing on here. That definitely pertains to this conversation. But what's more interesting to me is all of the very subtle ways that we show up in our relationships and how we communicate with others in ways that are just subtly manipulative and so subtle that we've almost normalized them in our culture. We have normalized them. These subtle ways of showing up that are seeking certain goals and seeking certain changes in the other these are manipulative ways of showing up. So we're going to be diving much more deeper, much. We're going to see all of the subtle variances in these manipulative patterns. But first I want to talk about why you should care. You should care because we're going to loop this around to the end of the episode and teach you, and I'm going to teach you a process for how to recognize when, you're being subtly manipulative and how to increase the honesty and integrity of your communication. But to fast forward to the end, doing so, or the reason you should care is because doing so will not only increase your consciousness, but it'll also open up energy for presence and deeper consciousness work in your life. It will lead to deeper connections with the people around you. You'll be more authentic you will be more accepting of yourself. You will feel less fragmented. Feeling of wholeness and well-being will be increased. And you will actually feel seen and heard by someone else. If you're engaging in these subtly manipulative patterns, the experience of being heard or seen is less likely to occur because your communication is tainted by your motives and it isn't fully honest. But when the when we increase the degree of honesty in our communication, this also increases the degree to which we can actually be seen for what's actually going on in our life. And so a lot of what I'm talking about here is inspired by, or pretty much virtually all of it is inspired by uh, a teacher that I've been following for years, Peter Ralston. I enter, I have a podcast interview with, uh, his core student that will be taking over when he retires, um, Brendan Lee. It happened actually a couple of years back, um, and it's called Pitfalls of Consciousness Work with Brendan Lee. I will link that in the show notes. But anyway, Peter Ralston has been a, a primary teacher in my life. Uh, his book, The Book of Not Knowing, 
I read it quite a few years ago and it was utterly transformative. And now I've gone on to read some of his other books. And this one is from these quotes that I will be reading now that pertain to this conversation are from the book Pursuing Consciousness. Um, so let's dive right into it. The reason I'm reading these is because he explains what I'm trying to get across with extreme clarity. Um, and I'm also going to be sharing personal experiences of how I've related to these so that you could perhaps relate to them more deeply in your own life. All right. So he says, quote, once you ascertain the real goal of any particular communication, you will find that its purpose is actually to resolve some internal drive or to fulfill some need. Maybe you want to get love, to feel safe, to be respected, to feel capable, to satisfy a desire, to escape from a dilemma, to be seen in a certain way, to be nurtured, acknowledged, to receive assistance and help from somebody, to feel connected or what, ha or what have you. He says that trying to elicit some response or produce an effect in another person is not an attempt to communicate. It's an attempt to manipulate. Communication, on the other hand, is simply an honestly sharing an experience, period. The only motivation behind it is to get it across. It is not an attempt to indirectly handle your needs by creating some effect in the receiving person. Can you see the distinction here? By definition, communication demands honesty. Therefore, with real communication, we maintain our integrity by keeping our behavior and internal state in accord. Integrity within our personal experience means that we have no conflict or inconsistencies between our internal state, what we think and feel, as well as our impulses and motives and our behavior, expressions, and actions. If our goal is to be honest and to keep our experience closely aligned with the truth, integrity is essential. So now he goes into an example, and this is where I think you will find it very relevant and you will get the point even more clearly. Um, so sometimes, and this is what I feel that he's responding to, or at least what I'm noticing and why I feel it's relevant is sometimes in these circles where we intend to share emotional experiences and to share as honestly as we can, what the emotional experience that is present in our experience is with another person, it still comes across or it still is subtly manipulative in some way, because what we are communicating is a less conscious understanding of our experience. For example, what Peter Ralston says is, my internal state is one of anger about something that you said, and my communication reflects this anger. At least I'm not deceiving you about my internal state. But if I am subsequently, if I subsequently become conscious that my anger is actually an internal manipulation crafted to manage the hurt that I feel in response to what you said, then in order for me to maintain integrity, my communication would need to express the pain rather than the anger. So you can start to see where this is going. That non-manipulative communication expresses what is underneath the emotional reactions that we feel. It's not that I feel angry and my anger is my true impulse. And so I'm going to be angry at you in an attempt to express my emotions authentically. Rather, it's that the reason that I feel this emotional reaction is because there's a deeper assumption that I have about myself that got triggered or poked and I feel pain as a result. And the honest communication would be to 
communicate that pain in the assumption that I have about myself, that is, that is present. Um, and so to go on with Peter Ralston's quotes, any lack of integrity in our communication will mean a proportionate split within our experience of self and life. So you can see how this, how lack of integrity in being manipulative in communication increases our suffering because it increases the fragmentation of our psyche. It increases the division that we have within different parts of ourselves and to not to, to heal that division, to mend that divisiveness within ourself requires a greater consciousness of our, of what is underneath our emotional reactions. So let's dive deeper and understand this even more clearly. He says, quote, we've seen that the first layer of our communication or of our experience is what everyone knows as their experience, the impulse and motive to act or react in some way. The next layer is simply being more conscious of what you're really up to or what's really true for you. That would be like grasping that you're hurt and relating from that emotion rather than allowing it to turn into anger and just acting from the anger. Communicating what's really there for you before you react reactively turn it into a manipulation is an honest, honest expression of your state rather than, a, than an attempt to do something about it. The pre-manipulation experience, which is what he's talking about when you're being honestly communicative with someone, it's communicating that which is before any manipulative reaction. He says the pre-manipulation experience is what's true for you before the anger, what motivates the anger to arise in the first place, driving you to engage in that manipulation. When the manipulation is anger, the desired effect is likely along the lines of wanting to make the other person feel bad. Maybe you want to get some small revenge for the pain that you think they caused or to have them change their behavior so you feel more secure. In this case, your goal is not to have them experience the true internal state that drives you to want to manipulate them in the first place, for example, feeling hurt and insecure as a person. But this is only one example, and there are many other examples. Um, some examples are, quote, our internal emotional self-manipulations cover the whole spectrum, anger, fear, Greed, desire, shame, irritation, boredom, shyness, frustration, gratitude, contempt, vanity, excitement, or any of the number of common emotions or charged internal impulses to feel or behave in some manner. Any of these that were just listed can be forms of manipulation um, when we express them and depending on what our motives are. And these manipulations can arise in the form of yelling, convincing, intimidating, seducing, lying, ignoring, smiling, frowning, crying, pouting, pestering, giving, and on and on. He says, and this is what feels really exciting to me to share, is that manipulation also applies to what we consider to be positive expressions. Being nice to someone, nurturing someone, comforting someone, complimenting or flattering someone these two are manipulations whenever the goal is to affect the person, the other person to achieve some end for ourselves, rather than simply to share an experience. 
whether positive or negative in nature, acknowledging what is behind these internal states and behavioral manipulations, and then sharing that is pre-manipulative communication. And so that being said, there's a key point here, if you didn't catch it, that in some fundamental way, engaging in the pattern of people-pleasing is an act of manipulation. It is trying to get someone to see you or relate to you in a certain way by being nice to them. It's It has the assumption that there is some core wound that is giving rise to this people-pleasing pattern. And it's basically saying that maybe I am scared of what conflict or disagreement would mean for me. So therefore, I'm going to choose to always be nice and never disagree in order to keep the peace and make this person like me. You can see how that is a motivation that leads to manipulation because to want to try to act, to try to put on a mask in, a, in an identity, in a way of relating to another person with the goal of having them like you is what manipulation is. It's acting a certain way to get something out of someone, to get a feeling of love, of connection. Yeah, to get a feeling of love from someone, we act in a certain way, in a way that we imagine will get that certain reaction of love. You may understand it more clearly when I say it this way, to, to elicit sympathy in someone, for, to try to get someone to like you, or, or, or a couple different examples, to try to get someone to like you, to try to get someone to feel sorry for you, to try to get someone to elicit sympathy for you. These are all manipulations. In honest communication, we express what we are experiencing for no other sake than, than being able to communicate the truth of our experience to the person. And I've said this a million times now, but without the desire for any reaction from the other person, when we express as honestly as possible, there is, we never know how someone else is going to react. But we, when we express honestly and in a non-manipulative way, we're rooted in the fact that the only reason that we're sharing what we're sharing is so that we can honestly be transparent and help the other person understand our experience. So Ralston says that, which is what I talked about at the beginning of the video, that honest communication, real communication, non-manipulative communication, increases not only increases the effectiveness in depth of the connection that we can experience with others. But it also does many other things. Um, such as increasing, creating a deeper sense of being heard and understood, a growing sense of authenticity and self-acceptance, an increased clarity. And my favorites, it increases your energy reserve. What do I mean by this? What I mean by this is that 
to be constantly trying to find ways to put acts on, to be constantly trying to express ourselves in a way that achieves a certain goal within the other person is a taxing thing to do. It's taxing. It, it drains our energy in a fundamental way. And so if we're engaging in this type of communication, manipulative communication every single day of our lives, because that is the behavioral pattern that we have instilled within ourselves, then that we're going to be tired and we won't, we won't have the energy to do the things that we actually want to do in life to, to engage in the pursuits that are truly meaningful to us because all our energy will be expended in trying to get certain reactions from people and to try to get our needs bet, met in roundabout ways rather than just expressing our experience. And so... Um, what would it look like to express honestly? What are some examples of expressing with the utmost honesty? Um, Peter Olson puts it this way. The domains of such core experiences that we can communicate often reveal fundamental dispositions within ourselves, like believing we are helpless, unseen, worthless, unloved, or unlovable, inauthentic, or incapable of life. Communicating this level of experience doesn't have anything to do with changing what's experience. It is your self-experience before you try to do something about it. Uh, last but not least, being honest in your communication will um, expand your sense of being, simplify your sense of being. You will live a simpler life because it's simpler. It has less complicatedness and complexity. It requires less complication to sense into the core impulse that you're feeling and to communicate that rather than to try to come up with some roundabout manipulation to get some need met simpler to just notice what you're feeling and to express that for that to be the entirety of the relationship that you're engaging with. And last but not least, increases your presence and consciousness. Because when we are trying, when we are engaging in subtly manipulative behavior and ways of communicating, this, our mind has to do all sorts of mental gymnastics in order to keep this going and to maintain this process, to communicate extremely honestly with zero manipulation or as little manipulation as possible it takes less mental gymnastics. We're not trying to figure out how to achieve any goal with our communication. We are just communicating and that is it's as simple as that. Um, so now I'm going to go into a personal example. A couple of weeks ago, I was engaging in an authentic relating circle where I live, you may have heard of the practice of circling, a uh, very popular practice in sort of type of space of 
new age communities or whatever community you would say listens to this podcast. Um, this was a practice called T group, very similar to circling um, in that you endeavor to express your emotional experience with the other person without story. So it's not exactly the same of what I'm talking about in this episode, but the intention is to, to not try to achieve some goal with some sort of story, but to express the emotional experience. And this group is not perfect. There are a lot of manipulative as using the context of this conversation. There's a lot of manipulative ways of communicating that are, that happen in those circles just because it's an authentic relating circle doesn't mean that it's actually fully reaching that goal. But I was engaging in this circle and there was a circle with about six or seven people in it. I was feeling really awkward. I was feeling really like in my own space. I was feeling insecure, was doubting everything that I was saying. I felt shy. I felt like whatever I was saying was like weird or I was judging myself or any of the things that I was saying. So I engaged in the circle for 10 or so minutes and expressed, this is what I'm feeling. This is what I'm noticing as honestly as I could. And as the circle went on, I withdrew more and more and more because this feeling of awkwardness, of shyness increased to the point where I like, I, I didn't feel like I had it in me to actually communicate what was there. Like it just felt like a overwhelming obstacle to jump. So what I chose to do is everyone was there connecting um, in a small circle. And I kind of just retreated a little bit, closed my eyes and just went into my own world, tried to engage here and there. But I just like was sitting in that feeling of awkwardness, of shyness, of not enoughness. Um, so the circle went for 45 minutes and then it ended. And then there's checkouts where everyone shares for one minute, their experience with the circle. What I chose to communicate was a manipulative form of communication. Now I see looking back on it, what I chose to manipulate or what I chose to say was that, uh, this was an all right circle. I said that, uh, I'd been really social lately and I'd been doing a lot of events and I was really, my social battery felt like it was on low and I felt very much um, drained from all the socializing that I was doing lately. And that was why I didn't engage in the circle. You may be able to see how this is a manipulative form of communication because as I sit with it, the reason that I shared that I, my social battery was low. That's why I didn't communicate was because I, didn't want to be, I didn't want to fully, I was scared of expressing the pain that I was experiencing in its honest form. And I wanted to be seen in a way where I was still seen as someone that is confident and powerful that is hosting these events. And that the only reason that I wasn't engaging was because I was in my power and confidence so much this week that I got drained by it. That was kind of the essence of what I was trying to communicate to elicit some feeling in others that I, I was still some confident person that I wasn't some weird, shy, awkward dude. And unsatisf unsatisfyingly, it didn't elicit any reaction or response in the people. As is usual in the checkouts, you just say them and go to the next person. 
So there was this, yeah, this feeling of disconnection and pain that happened because I was communicating from a place of trying to reach a certain motive. Whereas in that situation, a more, what real communication would have looked like is I felt awkward and shy the whole time. And I was just sitting in this pain of um, this feeling that I'm not lovable or that I'm not enough. And that was the experience that I was sitting with the whole time and saying that in a way, but it's so, so nuanced because it's not, it would be saying that in a way where I don't need any response from people. If I said that in a way to elicit sympathy from others, that would still be manipulative, you see? So it's not what we say. It's our motivations behind why we're saying what we say, how honestly we can tap into why certain emotional reactions are happening in our life. So to end off this podcast, I want to give you a little process that you can go through in order to increase the level of honesty in your communication. So the first step is to notice, to go throughout your day. As you go throughout your day, try to keep an awareness on whenever your communication and ways of relating with other people feel off, when it, whenever there's this feeling of dissatisfaction of, of, of like, uh, of like just not, not enjoying the communication or feeling like hollow or a feeling of lack as a result of the communication, keep your, keep your, your radar out for moments in your life when this feeling is associated with how you're relating to it. And the next step is to remember that situation, reflect on it later, find a time to reflect on it later in the day. And the third step is in reflecting, sit in silence and ask yourself what was underneath my, the way that I acted. Right. And so it's like, what was underneath the character trait that was present Let's say there was a feeling of shyness. You say, what is underneath the shyness? And this is also the fundamental principle of the transformational process. If you want to transform yourself, you must reflect on the patterns that you have enough to see that which is giving rise to the pattern in the first place. So another way of saying this is ask yourself, what assumptions do I have about myself that made acting that way feel like the only option? When you sit with these questions long enough in silence, you will start to have insights on the core experiences that you have that cause you to act in certain ways. And the last step, step four, is going forward after you do this process, endeavor to communicate this new insight when it arises, when you notice yourself acting shy or angry people-pleasing, or giving excessive compliments. Notice when it's happening in the moment and endeavor to communicate the insight that you just had on that, which was underneath it when you're in the communication and expressing that from a place where you don't need anything from the other person. When you notice an emotional reaction happening, say, I'm noticing that I feel pain and I have this part of me wants to respond to that pain by becoming shy and shutting down. 
And yeah, there, there's your honest communication. And be very careful not to say this with the intent of getting sympathy. And this, my friends, is why honest communication matters. It's why honest communication is such a foundational pillar of a life well lived. Because to learn how to do this is to have deeper connection with other people. The, the essence of a deep relationship from how I currently view it is being able to do this off, as often as possible to decrease the amount of times in which your communication has motives behind it. You're trying to get something out of the communication. So notice when you're being subtly manipulative and over time endeavor to reflect as often as possible and course correct those instances and to get your life to a place where deep, honest communication without needing anything from the other person is the default modus operandi of your life. So thank you so much for listening to this episode. Been really loving getting back into a flow a little bit and realizing that there are just so many things to talk about, infinite amount of things to talk about. There'll be many more episodes. If you're listening to this on Spotify, there's a new questions feature. Feel free to write in any questions or topics that you want to hear me talk about. Um, Coming up on the podcast, there will be a couple episodes being released the next two with two meditation teachers that I really look up to um, with Daniel Ingram, renowned author of Mastering the Core Teachings of the Buddha, and with Dan Schmidt, who has a renowned documentary on YouTube called Samadhi, part one, two, three, and four, and also the documentary Inner and Outer Worlds, um, both receiving million at least a million views on youtube and explaining what awakening is and how to attain it and what is a prat we talk about a practice diet self-inquiry helps you get closer to realizing yeah honest communication with others with the intent of actually deconstructing ourself as fully as possible um so thank you for listening there will be many more conversations like this i'm planning on releasing a conversation on why self-identification is also leading to lack of honesty and manipulative communication trying to bringing a awakening slash enlightenment slash transformation frame on the topic of honest communication um but yeah, thank you so much for listening and have a beautiful rest of your day. You are loved. <laughs>